This is episode 209 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today we're talking about hormonal health and hormonal health in the context of intuitive eating. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dozier, clinical nutritionist and emotional eating expert, creator of the Going to Beyond the Food Method and founder of the Going to Beyond the Food Academy. Corporate executive turned health expert with my own journey with weight, body image, and food. It's now my mission to help smart, successful women like you live confidently right now and unconditionally. Ready, sister? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm very excited. And I want to take a moment to welcome in all the new listeners that we have. All your work in sharing your review of the podcast and sharing the podcast on social media is working. For all our old-time listener, we are seeing this huge income of new listener to the podcast. I am loving it, and I'm loving all of you guys' interaction on social media. So welcome to all of you. You're landing on this period of the podcast where we're talking about the overall optimum health in the context of intuitive eating and the going to beyond the food method. So if you're new to intuitive eating and you're like, I just need to first understand the basic of intuitive eating, this is perhaps not the best episode for you. You want to go back and listen from episode 199 to 204. These are like the basic of intuitive eating. And you can continue to listen to this one as well, if that's an interest of yours. So I wanted to say that, and I wanted to also welcome all the people that have come over from Danica's tribe. And you're going to recognize yourself. I did a Instagram takeover for Danica's tribe. Danica is the founder of the self-care checklist. And she allowed me to introduce the concept of intuitive eating to her tribe. So welcome to all of you. The other thing I want to say to you is if you're noticing a difference in the sound of the podcast and you are listening to me on Instagram or following my account on Instagram, you know why. I have this completely new environment in my office. I'm in renovation mode of my office, and I got rid of 75% of the stuff in my office, books and bookshelves and all stuff that were left over from the days that where I had a clinic in Toronto, Canada, was all stuff in the small room in my new office, and I got rid of all of it. Like, I really put the past of clinical work totally behind me, got rid of all the old equipment, all the old furniture, so now I'm left with my mic my monitor, and a table and a chair. So that creates a lot of echo. So sorry about the sound quality, but we're working on painting the wall and then we're going to create this beautiful environment for me to work in. So let's talk about hormonal health. That's the topic from today. And it's going to require you to have an open mind. So in the same way that back in the days when you were dieting or restricting food and you were presented with the concept of intuitive eating and it required you to have an open mind, what I'm going to teach you today will require that from you as well. So if you're not in that right mindset and like 
I don't know, you're anxious or frustrated with life, perhaps it's a good idea to pause the podcast and then come back to it when you're in a better mood. Because likely what I'm going to share with you is going to be, quote, very different from what you're hearing out there. And you have to keep your open-minded hat on and stick with me to the end and then come forward with question. The best place for question is either on Facebook or Instagram so I can help you digest this information. Okay, you ready? Got an open mind? Let's do this. So one of the biggest question or case presentation that I get, I have a a small private practice still. So most of my work is in group setting, but I do have a one-on-one practice. And when I work one-on-one with women, I only work with women, I do a full physical health intake and I take part of their health into the concept of intuitive eating. And the number one thing I hear all the time is, well, Stephanie, we're going to have to work something special because I have to restrict food because of hormonal issue. I've been on an elimination diet and I found that XYZ food caused me hormonal issues, so I need to restrict them, but I crave them, right? That's one of the number one case presentation that I have. And that's what inspired this podcast. So for those that are new, first of all, what the heck is intuitive eating, right? Intuitive eating is a self-care eating framework that helps you heal your relationship to food, distinguishing emotional hunger from physical hunger. Here's the key that helps you reconnect to your innate body wisdom. And that's the key here in the context of health issue is that we are teaching you to tap into your eating cues, right? Your hunger, your fullness, your satisfaction to know what, when, and how to eat. But a byproduct of this reconnection to eating cue is also an overall reconnection to your body wisdom. Your body wisdom not only allows you to know what to eat, but also allows you to manage other health symptoms. So when you're disconnected from this innate body wisdom, you result in having to look for food rules because you don't know what to do with food. And that extension also applies to your overall health. That's when you take your health and you put it in the hand of a guru, of a doctor and say, well, I don't know what to do, right? So the longer you are an intuitive eater and the more profound you take into this philosophy, you also become able to manage your health, feel the symptoms, the body messages into your body. So from that place, we also need to recognize that there is a trend in today's market That's called the wellness diet. The wellness diet, I call it the baby of diet culture. Wellness diet is a sneaky way of reinventing diet culture that feels like it's not a diet. It wants you to think that the goal of this way of eating is about health and wellness and not losing weight. Because... 
weight loss in some circle is not a politically correct way of going about health because we recognize that health is not the whole and beyond of health. And we also recognize in those circles that dieting doesn't work. However, we then spin it around to say that we're not doing this for your health. We are doing this for your gut health. We're doing this for your hormonal health. But underneath it all, it's about weight loss, healthy weight loss. And that's the center point of wellness diet is that we are convincing you that you're not chasing weight loss, you're not on a diet, but a nice byproduct of that will be healthy weight loss. So it keeps you in the dieting pattern and the dieting mindset, seeking still weight loss, but in a politically correct way. One of the primary examples of that is the rebranding of Weight Watcher. If you don't know yet, Weight Watcher is no longer called Weight Watcher. It's called Wellness That Works. See the sneaky way? So that's Wellness Diet. So when we're talking about hormonal health, it's, I don't want to say 100% because that would be untrue, but 99% of what's out there on Google and in the bookstore right now is all wellness diet. And I'm going to challenge you for all of you that are offended right now by what I'm saying, because I know there's a ton of you, particularly health practitioner, show me a book that has in the title hormonal health that is not in the subtitle something around weight loss. And I did the search as I was preparing for this podcast, and the number one book right now on hormonal health is from Dr. Sarah Gutfrey, right? It's called The Hormone Reset Diet. Guess what's in the subtitle line? Lose 15 pounds in 21 days. So yes, some of the information in there is great, but it's all centered around get good hormonal level to lose weight. That is the number one thing we need to get away from when it comes to our health of our hormones. Because that keeps us into this weight loss is the answer to everything, but two, it keeps us focused on food. Because all of those books, all of the wellness diet is around restricting food, not in quantity, but in assortment of food. Nearly all of the hormonal, quote, diet or detoxes or reset will eliminate grains, for an example. And then that keeps you again in that diet mindset. Now, I want to be clear. Food does have an impact on your hormones, but it has an impact on your hormone at the same level as eight other factors. Overall health, yes, does include food, but it's not only food. So I want you to keep that in the back of your mind. But first, 
before we go down to what else is causing, quote, hormonal imbalance, I want to talk about what the heck is an hormone. If you don't even know what an hormone is, that's the primary problem. So hormones are a biochemical substance that is in your blood, okay? And that biochemical substance is created by the body under the instruction of glands in the body. So we have a number of glands in the body, primarily around our head and around our sex organs, and also the adrenal glands that are in the back of your body. These little bunch of cells, of skins, of tissue, commands your body to produce hormones, this biochemical substance that floats around in your blood. These biochemical substance floats in your blood, and then they transmit information to different parts of your body. Now, what says or commands to the gland to produce those hormones? It's our brain. Everything starts in our brain into our mind. So let me give you an example of the production of hormones. And we'll talk about the stress hormone called cortisol, because you'll see coming in the rest of the podcast, why understanding the stress pathways are so important to your hormones. So you have, you're living your life and all of a sudden there's an event that happened in your life. Let's say you're sitting at your desk, you get an email from your boss, right? And that email from your boss says something like, come and see me immediately in my office. And you're not having a great relationship with your boss. What happens in your body? That event is interpreted by your brain, by your perspective, by this whole mechanism of thinking in your brain, and then creates an emotion. That emotion travels through your nervous system to the glands and gives a command to the gland. So the brain, through your emotion, through sensation in your body, commands the gland to produce certain hormones. The hormones get then placed into your blood and then travels through different parts of your body, creating an action. In the case of stress, this hormone is called cortisol, travels through your body and has a whole bunch of reactions. One of them is tension in the body, tension in the shoulder, rapid heartbeat, hyperventilation. These reactions are entirely created by your hormones. Now, the command to your nervous system, to the glands to create hormones does come from your external environment, but also your internal environment. So a great example of that for us as female is our cycle, right? We have in our subconscious mind pre-programmed instruction to create certain hormone at certain times of the month, depending on our age and a whole bunch of a factor that will say, create that much estrogen at this time of the month, or don't because this woman is older and she's in menopause, no longer produces much estrogen. This is all encoded in your brain, and those direction goes to your glands that then produce hormones. It's very important to understand that because when you do, 
you realize that food is not the end of it all to your hormonal health. What is prevalent in keeping good hormonal status is actually how you engage with your environment, your thoughts, and your emotion, a.k.a. stress. Now, another important factor to understand is that hormonal balance in women is not regular. Same thing happened into men, but it's more accentuated into women. We are expected to be in balance because we have a cycle on a period of 28 to 30 days, and that creates different level of hormone throughout the month. We have different level of hormone at different ages, from puberty to pregnancy to perimenopause and menopause. We have this ability to adapt. We have this natural state of imbalance in our body so we can achieve different tasks in our body. So for you to have a, quote, balance hormonal profile is a ridiculous expectation as women. What you want is a capacity of adaptation. You want to be able to adapt to different times of the month, of different situations in your life, and be able to bounce back. And that's what health is. Health is not perfection at all time. It's the ability to ebb and flow. It's the ability to have a cold and get better quickly. It's the ability to go through your feminine cycle and not die of cramps or not want to kill your husband or your partner before you get your period. It's to be able to go through this hormonal imbalance without too much side effect. That's health. Our stress response that I earlier explained is also a great example of that. We don't want a life without stress. That is not how life is. We should have highs and lows of emotion, of stress, and we should be able to cope with it. And that's, again, people that are very healthy emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually are able to flow with their emotion, to flow with stress without drama, both emotionally, mentally, and physically. So being hormonally imbalanced, it's not a bad thing. It means that your body is trying to cope with something in your environment. If, for an example, your body has, quote, low estrogen, there's nothing broken inside of you. Your body is producing less estrogen as a mean of coping with something else. Your job and your health practitioner's job is to help you find what is that something else. And This is where we get to the concept of finding the root cause. Finding the root cause of what's creating this hormonal pattern in your life. Is it stress? 
Is it other health issue, right? Is it trauma? Is it emotional overwhelm? Is it mental health issue? Is it constant negative thought patterns? Finding the root cause, which is very little food, like eating certain kind of food won't cause a complete sex hormone collapse in your body, right? By eating too much sugar, you will not completely deplete yourself from estrogen. First of all, there's no, no research whatsoever to support that claim, none whatsoever. However, there is claims that emotions such as stress does cause depletion of estrogen. In most cases, not directly through the intervention of stress in your life. Now, for all of you that are fans of nutritional science, I'm going to link in the show note a great article from one of my mentors that talks about why nutritional science today is actually dangerous to our health because there's a concept called nutritionism, which is the over obsession of nutrient research, detaching the nutrients, example, vitamin B, vitamin A, from the context of the whole food. We don't eat nutrient, we eat food, which means it's one nutrient among a whole bunch of other nutrient that's called a food. And we are not studying food right now. We're studying nutrient in isolation, which is not representative of what's happening in the human body. The best example of that is eggs. If you wind back the clock 30 years ago, we had a complete hatred on eggs because eggs contain cholesterol. One nutrient of egg was cholesterol, and cholesterol was believed at the time to be the cause of heart condition. Therefore, we vilify egg and stop eating eggs altogether. Now today, 30 years later, with advance in science, we recognize that we were wrong. What else currently your beliefs are centered around of certain nutrient to be, quote, bad because they're studied in isolation? And in 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when we bring it back in its whole form, we'll realize that we were wrong. That's nutritionism. So the article will be linked in the show note. And that's the power of intuitive eating. Intuitive eating gets you away from this hyper obsession about one food, one category of food, one nutrient, but instead says, how does your body feel when you eat that food? What is the reaction of your body when you're consuming quote, large amount of that food or more frequently that food? How does their body react? It's bring you back to this innate wisdom that we know your body has to communicate with you through symptoms. And when we do that, we quickly realize that it's not one food. It's in most cases our emotion, particularly stress. Now, there is 
No direct research linking stress to hormones, but there is many research, piece of research, showing the association between stress and inflammation. And that's where we're going to go right now to look into what is the consequence of stress on our hormones. When we are in a hyper-stress environment, right, in either perceived stress or real stress, because there's, there's two different things, right? There's what we create in our head as far as stress, like the email from the boss, versus real stress of not having food in our fridge, right? We create stories in our head that create stress. That's what we call perceived stress. When we are in an environment that's hyperly stressed, that our body needs to cope by producing cortisol, by adapting the production of cortisol to be higher because we're constantly stressed, the body is not, quote, supposed to produce that much. It will then create other mechanism of adaptation in your body to cope with the high demand of stress. One of those mechanisms will actually be the lower production of sex hormones. We, not we, but the body takes away some of the raw material from production of estrogen and progesterone, for an example, to produce more cortisol. We call that the pregnenolone steel in very technical term, but basically the body doesn't have enough raw material to create the biochemical messenger of cortisol and it goes, takes it from other places. Plus we know that cortisol inhibit the production altogether of stress hormones. Why? Well, think about this at a higher level. This is how your body's innate wisdom is thinking. Well, this individual, this is how you're like, I'm talking like if I was your body wisdom. Well, you being are hyperly stressed. You feel like your life is about to hand. You feel threatened with everything in your environment. You're not in a great state of having babies. You're not the best potential mother. You're not in that state of mind to create life. So we're going to inhibit you from potentially creating life by lowering estrogen and progesterone and instead taking that and sending it to the stress hormone cortisol. There is a reason why your body chooses to inhibit sex hormones. That's that higher body wisdom that I'm talking about. Why? Because the body perceives you as being in this situation of extreme danger because you're constantly stressed. So the body says, well, we've got to deal with the stress. Like our life is in danger here. Forget about making babies right now. We've got to deal with stress. That's why clinical observation from me and many of my colleagues stress is the number one inhibitor of hormonal health because of the consequence of stress into your body. Stress also create a process that we call inflammation. For those who don't know what inflammation is, think of inflammation as fire in your body. 
when your body needs to heal, when your body is in a position of, quote, disease, right? It creates a mechanism of inflammation that will allows you to repair. Prime example of that is when you cut your finger, right? You will see some swallowing around the cut and then your skin will become red. That's inflammation. Now, this is visual on the external body. You have the same mechanism internally. When we are stressed, the body creates inflammation internally, one of the symptoms that you may experience when you're stressed is rapid thinking, right? That process, right, is a result of the stress. When you create tension in your muscle to react to stress, you're creating short-term inflammation in your muscle to create that tension. Repeated chronic stress creates inflammation in your tissue, Another example of that is sleep deprivation. As simple as one hour less of sleep of night creates stress in your body, which then creates inflammation. Studies for all of my claim are actually going to be in the show notes, so you can look at that. But definitely sleep deprivation creates inflammation due to stress, due to the lack of sleep. Stress has a huge impact on your hormonal health. And I could keep sharing with you how our behavior, how our lifestyle creates stress, creates inflammation into your body, which then leads to this hormonal imbalance that you so dearly want to fix. But here's another one. Dieting. Food restriction and dieting causes stress. Studied, research, proven. When we restrict food, not only are we under eating, creating a state of stress into the body, when we restrict food and create food obsession thoughts in our mind, guess what we create? A stress reaction that then cascades down to inflammation and adaptation and other hormones in the body to feed this constant state of obsession of stress around food. It's a known side effect of dieting and food restriction, aka elimination diet, Whole30, hormonal reset diet are all creating stress in your body. And that's why so many of you reach out to me and say, I've done many rounds of Whole30, I've done elimination diet, it gets better for a while, and then I return back to the old state because you haven't address the root cause. You put a bandage on the situation with food restriction and then poop, the real problems surface out again. So when we take the time to learn intuitive eating, reconnect to this innate body wisdom, we then relieve the body of a lot of stress from dieting, from restriction, Allow ourselves to have the mental space to heal our thought pattern that prevents us from having consistency in our changes, 
If you're new to the podcast, you want to go back about five or six episodes where we talk about diet brain, right? And then what happened when we create that mental space to actually create new behavior, we can then dedicate ourselves to, for example, sleep better. We can dedicate ourselves to learn self-coaching technique, like the one we teach in the academy, to manage your negative thoughts. And then we can actually tap into our innate body wisdom to know what food works for us and what food doesn't, instead of being on a restrictive diet. And then, the most powerful of all benefit, we become self-compassionate. Instead of going around life thinking that we're broken, that we have this huge hormonal issue, we actually have compassion for ourselves. And compassion is a proven counter effect to stress. So if you want to reduce stress in your life, find a space of compassion for yourself. And a lot of that is linked, in our case, in this community, with body image. That's why the way we teach intuitive eating in our program, we teach it with the concept of body neutrality, because we have to make peace with our body. Because that, again, is another huge stressor. Body dissatisfaction has been studied, right? Body hatred, dissatisfaction, and contributes to cortisol increase in the body, And then inflammation. There's a small study that came out six months ago that was able to stress poor body image and an inflammatory marker that's called CRP. People who had a dissatisfaction with their body image had higher level of inflammation in their body. Why? I can hear the answer now. Because of the stress imposed by poor body image. That's why... Intuitive eating is so beneficial when it comes to hormonal health. So we're going to recap this and close this podcast here. And I hope that I've demonstrated for you the power of intuitive eating over restrictive dieting when it comes to hormonal health. Because one of the main factors to hormonal maladaptation is your environment, your stress, your emotion, your thoughts, and not food. That's why you have short-term relief from elimination diet and restrictive diet when it comes to your hormonal health, because you're not addressing the root cause, which is stress, emotion, and thought patterns. Because that's the role of hormone, right? The hormones are a carrier of information from your brain to the different part of your body. And it's our reaction to the environment. That's the role of hormones, is reacting to the environment externally or internally. So to help you with that, right, to this whole lifestyle factor, we do have the going to beyond the food health mastery, which is our own framework to health. There's eight branches in the health framework of the going to beyond the food method, you will find a imagery for that and the detail of that in the show note. But suffice to say that I'm going to quickly outline here 
the eight branches of health that you need to work on to have better hormone adaptation, hormonal health, hormonal balance, whatever the term you choose to have, and overall health. Food is one of them. There's also movement. There's inflammation management. There's stress management. There's digestive health. There's spiritual and hormonal balances. There's physical health, actual positioning of your bones into your body and your structure. These are the main branches. And and in medicine, we call them lifestyle factor that impacts your health. Each one of them is proven to impact your health. And intuitive eating allows you the space to be able to work on each one of them instead of taking all your energy and your focus on the one, which is food and weight. If you want to know more about the Going Beyond the Food Method Health Mastery, we're going to put the link to it. It's a program where I teach you about health in a weight-neutral approach, non-focus on weight loss or body weight, but instead on those eight branches of health. It is now available for you to jump in at any time you want, where before it was in a... We've been beta testing this program for one year now with three different groups. We've now made it and perfected, I don't like to use the word perfect, but made it so that it's easy for you to do on your own. So the link for this program will be in the show notes. You can jump in at any time. If you want to have more information about it, by all means, email us at info at So this is it, ladies. I hope it helped you. And I know that for some of you, it's going to perhaps be very counterintuitive or very triggering. So I'm open to work with you on that if you reach out to me of perhaps some of the pushback you may have or some of the trigger that been activated in you. And I know for me, when I was at this place where I thought food was the end of it all to everything... And I was presented with that fact that there was more than food. I went through a denial period. I had just, I remember back then, I was so obsessed with my hormonal health as a way of staying thin consistently and permanently that I was flying to Florida in the United States to see one of the most prominent functional medicine doctor that was a teacher at the University of Functional Medicine, and I spent like close to $15,000 in tests and visit and flight to go and see him, and there was nothing he could do for me, because the problem was not with my lifestyle, the way that I was eating. I was eating better than 95% of his client. The problem was in my emotion, in my stress load, and my negative thought pattern, which then creating the cascade that I talked about in the podcast today, resulting in very poor hormonal adaptation. And when I was presented with what I taught you today, I was angry. I was angry because I had spent all this energy, all this time, and all this financial resources for something that wasn't the solution. So I get it if that's where you are. 
I welcome discussion on that. Perhaps hit pause, continue on to other part of your intuitive eating journey and come back. That's what I did. And then a couple months later, I was ready to accept this information better. And then I realized what I had been avoiding the whole time, which is to become emotionally intelligent and to regulate my thinking and to work on my sleep and to work on my spiritual health. And then all of a sudden, when I started to do all of that, my hormones regulated themselves. The magic happened. So I get it, ladies, but I'm here to help you. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review as you've been doing so well, it helps us rank the podcast higher and other women can find this essential information. So on Stitcher or on your iPhone directly, you can leave us a review. And we have a great podcast next week with Jessica Flanagan, where we're going to talk about AIP, autoimmune protocol, and what her observations have been in her practice. She's a specialist of autoimmune protocol, and she has observed in her practice the negative side effect of autoimmune protocol, and she's going to teach us what she's now applying in her practice. She's the author of The Loving Diet. So if that's you or someone that you know, it's going to be a great podcast. I love you, sister, and I look forward to hang out with you on the next podcast. 